the big discovery in 2012 was, was the Higgs boson, as we know, which won the Nobel Prize in 2013. And that was the final piece of our standard model theory. Now, the standard model is our current theory of how the universe works, and it's a very good theory, but we know it doesn't describe everything that's going on in the universe. For example, it doesn't include gravity. We haven't figured out how to make gravity work on a small scale. Um, and also there's this stuff called dark matter, which we know exists in the universe from astronomical observations, but we have no idea what it is, and we've never detected it. So what we're looking for in, in the second run, which will be starting this year, is extensions to the standard model. So, for example, supersymmetric particles, the new heavier particles that we ne- haven't known existed. Maybe we, want to find, maybe we can discover some more Higgs bosons or even other new exotic types of particles that don't fit within our current theory. How do you actually run experiments to find these particles? So the LHC is the accelerator, and um, it smashes the protons together. Uh, now, it smashes the protons together at certain points around, the, uh, you know, around the, the LHC ring, and at those points, we build the detectors. And the point of the detectors is to pick up what comes out of the collisions. Are there any risks in running these sorts of experiments? On the black hole side, uh, there certainly is a possibility, because, and the only reason I say that is because you will never talk to a scientist who will say there is absolutely no possibility ever. Um, in physics, there's no such thing as really a zero possibility for something to happen. So we will say that there's a possibility, but it's so small. Um, in fact, to create black holes, we have to live in a universe with large extra dimensions um, for gravity to get strong enough at this energy scale to even create the black holes. And then they would be so small that for the most part, uh, they would move up throughout the Earth basically without even eating up a single atom. Um, so they're not really anything to worry about, but it would be really cool to find them. How would you describe the value of these experiments to, to people or to countries that may be more concerned with the bread and butter issues? So that, that's a very good question. Um, you know, whenever people do groundbreaking research, they tend to be very useful spin-offs from it. So, for example, the World Wide Web was invented at CERN um, and it was essentially given for free to the world, which, and it's so important for many of us today. And on a more South African note, uh, some of the technologies used for detecting the tiny, tiny particles produced in these collisions uh, have brought on the Mineral Pet Project at the University of Johannesburg, which is a really re- revolutionary new way of detecting diamonds inside rocks. You know, people think that for countries where unemployment and poverty and hunger are major issues, uh, we should cut down on the curiosities like fundamental research, but actually we should be doing exactly the opposite. Because people who have this curiosity and passion to find out how the world works are also the ones who have the knowledge and drive to change it. And fundamental research is absolutely not a luxury. It's a necessity for countries, especially countries uh, who are in developmental stages.